Welcome back to another episode of That's Debatable. My name is Creed Finnefrock, and I'm here with my co-host, Miles Apeles. Each week on our show, we take one hot-button issue and we break it down, presenting both sides, and let you, the listener, decide on which you believe is true. Now, we also want to reiterate that what we say do not represent our own beliefs or the beliefs of KMH 88.9 The Bridge or Mercer Island High School, um, and we're just trying to bring you both sides of the story. And this week, we're going to be going into the pros and cons of breaking up big tech. Yeah, so to understand, like, if we should break up big tech or not, we should first understand, like, the antitrust laws in America. So the goals of the antitrust laws are to prohibit, like, big companies and market from colluding together and being able to dominate the market. And so, like, one of the ways that this is done is price fixing. That's when major companies in a given market agree to keep a product sold to be sold at a set price. And so that's one of the markers of if a company is breaking antitrust law. Yeah, one of the arguments that breaking up big tech is not appropriate is that there hasn't been any like major anti-competitive practices that big tech has done other than just offering a better product at a better price. Like they haven't done anything to limit like the free market. Yeah, and just a clarification of what big tech is. Big tech in this scenario, we're talking mostly about Google, Amazon, Apple, some of those companies that kind of run run the world in a sense. So these really expensive tech-related companies, uh, that, that's what we're defining as big tech in this episode. And that's the, you know, the main definition of it anyways. And dictionary.com defines monopoly as exclusive control of a commodity or service in a particular market or a control that makes possible the manipulation of prices. And when people think about a monopoly, most people think of uh, Standard Oil, when it was broken up in 1911. The breakup was effective for a time because all of the big oil companies at the time were split up and they had to like operate as individual businesses, but eventually they recombined later. Yeah, so that's one thing that many people are concerned about as a negative of breaking down big tech. Uh, f- when people argue for breaking down big tech, a lot of what they're saying is uh, they're concerned for how much power many of these companies do have over the common populace um, and how many of these companies control either freedom of speech or different uh, ideas and views on their in their websites or on their sources, uh, anything like that, and how they can often uh, change things in politics just based off of you know where they're putting their money or their support. Um, so that's one reason that many people are concerned about that. Also, they're concerned about the smaller competitors not being able to get anywhere. Many smaller competitors have been either bought or just completely gotten rid of by some of these bigger companies um, because they can't keep up with these bigger companies. And so uh, these bigger companies would be able to have you know a little bit more competitive, uh, competitive market uh, if they were broken up into uh, other companies because then it would help drive all these companies to work you know with each other in a sense to uh, get their prices lower and get better products out there and as another kind of argument to that one of the cons of breaking up big tech is for example let's say you break up a tech company like facebook so if you broke up facebook one of the concerns is that like yeah it might help for a bit like facebook's power would be reduced but eventually people would crowd to one social media because it's pretty impractical to be splitting your like social media time into like eight different platforms or something. And so people would inevitably just choose one 
and then that would essentially become like the new facebook yeah that's another major concern as miles just said um because that can happen with other types of companies too uh with google you know they have about 92 percent of searches overall and if that were to be broken up many people would you know try to probably go back to one that seemed the most like google or the most you know it seemed the most user-friendly and in the end it's just going to create another not monopoly but you know another big tech situation so that's a massive concern for many people uh miles what's what's another th- reason that people are saying you know big tech should be broken apart so another big concern with big tech as creed was referencing earlier is the huge amount of political power that facebook and companies like youtube have owned by google is because like of the algorithms on social media and video platforms like youtube they can pretty much if they wanted to they could control the nature of our political discussion yeah and that's another thing it's it's the sort of thing for these companies where it actually profits them to see more and more people driven to these different arguments and watching these certain things uh, politically related um, because if they're able to control or kind of surprise their viewers then they're going to have those viewers coming back more and more and more uh, which eventually gives them more profits so it's it's great business for them but you know it's also kind of changing the way that we see politics ourselves um, and we you know are influenced so much that we sometimes can lose control of our own beliefs and just kind of go off of what we've seen online yeah on things like social media the more outrageous takes and stuff like that is going to be a lot more powerful that kind of stuff is more rewarded it's going to get viewed a lot more too which is very it gives a lot of benefit to these companies yeah it's definitely in their best interest another talking point for people who are against breaking up big tech is uh kind of going back to what happened in 1984 where at&t was broken up into eight companies This originally created a lot of competition, lowered prices, and improved the services in these companies. But over time, many of these companies uh, were, you know, people steered away from these smaller companies. And now we're kind of back at a point where we have the, you know, the big three, like AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. T-Mobile just bought Sprint too, so that that was kind of, you know, it was a big four in a sense. And then now it's back to the big three. And this is a little bit like what Miles was saying with what happened with Standard Oil. Uh, Now some of the most common uh, things that we hear about from oil are Chevron or Exxon. Uh, So this is another concern of breaking up big tech. It's just going to do a full circle back again. And uh, we'll we'll, we'll be in the same same situation uh, where people are concerned about this. Yeah, that's a good point. But, I mean, it did separate it into three distinct businesses. So I, I think... Having three separate entities that aren't really colluded in any major way is still better than just one major company that controls everything. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that is something that people do often cite too with uh, when they're arguing for breaking up these companies. But this talking point can kind of go both ways where it's like, yeah, it came back around and created uh, this monop- well, not monopoly, but this, situ- this big tech situation again. But it also argues a little bit for you know, stimulating the market and uh, getting more options out there. Something Elizabeth Warren proposed, she proposed retroactively breaking up companies that had merged together like Facebook, Instagram, or like Facebook and WhatsApp. Uh, Yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good idea? I think breaking them up would be interesting because I think that's what the the main portion of breaking up these companies are, is taking the separate aspects of them like, you know, 
Amazon has their food services, they have their shipping services, and then they've got the different online services and tech services. So if they were broken up into separate types of companies, I think that would be an interesting proposal. A problem with that though, is these different services have different amounts of investment and income that they make. So people who maybe get the food services would, you know, they'd get a lot, lot less than the online shopping service company. Yeah. So that would be an issue with breaking it up because many of these companies have expanded to so many different things. Um, but if there was a way to be able to do that, where it was distributed somewhat evenly, or if it was agreed upon by everyone, then yeah, that would be, that would be a way to break them up. And that wouldn't necessarily even help a ton. Like if you separated Amazon, it it wouldn't really either. I mean, it's kind of already separated in a sense, but it all just feeds back into one big, big pot because he wouldn't be separating like the major part of its market, which is like the online shopping. Yeah. The online shopping is what encompasses pretty much all of it. I mean, many of the food services go through the online shopping anyways. Yeah. Another topic was preventing big business from expanding into other industries. So if you're Google, that would be like, you can't develop like self-driving cars, which they already have done, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So then that would be kind of going back with it, into what I said with what Amazon has done and many of these other companies, you know, Google has YouTube and they have the like most used search engine and then now they're doing self-driving car stuff. They're doing a lot of new things. Um, preventing them doesn't seem to make sense to many people, I'd say. Uh, preventing them from going into new things. I think many companies want to have the freedom to be able to create something new. And if they're restricted, it's going to create, I'd say, a lot less competition and a lot less motive for these companies to put out better products. Um, so that that doesn't really seem to make as much sense as uh, allowing them to freely go into new things. Now, it is a little bit of an issue of, you know, they go into these things and the existing companies suddenly get dominated. Um, that definitely is an issue that these companies could face if a big tech company goes into their field. But it's also going to create a lot of new, you know, inventions and sort of things that would be able to push those areas further. So, Yeah, and a lot of times the small companies are actually the ones like selling their company to big tech. Yeah. And it's not like they're unwillingly doing it, you know, and maybe in some cases they are, but for the most part, they're offered a large sum of money and they're like, yeah, there's a lot I could do with this. And so they're Mm -hmm. willing to give it up uh, and then maybe go start something new or just go and retire. Yeah. And and the thing is, you could say that it benefits that industry because big companies, that are already well-established are the ones that are most likely to be able to create effective products for consumers to use. Yeah, especially because they have more resources to yeah. do so. Now, if the resources were split evenly among all these, like if a big tech company was broken down into, let's say, five different sections, if resources were split perfectly evenly between all of these and they had one common place to go if they needed extra things, then that might be very helpful but also that's that's usually not how it's going to work. And it would be very, very hard to regulate. And one company is obviously going to start doing better than the other. I mean, that's how competition is supposed to work. And so then people are going to start going to that. And it is a little bit of a concern going back to the thing where new company, like big tech companies going into new areas, you know, if they dominate the markets, then they decide all the prices. And if those prices go up, it's bad for the consumers. But for the most part, they're getting new things that otherwise they wouldn't be able to get. Yeah. And another 
one of the problems though with big tech expanding into other industries is that they have already amassed so much profit that they can afford to make prices cheaper. And so on one hand, that's really good for the consumer because they get more free services or cheap services. That is one of the benefits of big tech is that so many things are free or cheap because of the advertising and like small tech companies or companies in general aren't going to have access to that. Yeah. I I remember reading somewhere that if these big tech companies were broken down and we have to had to go off smaller companies, uh, phone calls could start costing quite a bit more. Emails could be, you know, become a thing that are you know cost worthy for people instead of just being able to send a free email on Gmail or some other email website. So uh, that that is a definitely a concern for these companies being broken up uh, because. A lot of things that we used to have for free could end up becoming uh, something we have to pay for. Another thing that Elizabeth Warren was proposing that I want to bring up is that companies making more than $25 billion annually with an online marketplace, which is probably referring to Amazon, that they shouldn't be able to sell their own products. So, for example, Amazon wouldn't be allowed to sell like the Echo or Alexa. Or, or Alexa, Kindle. You know. Yeah, any of their products. Yeah, that doesn't... You know, to me, it doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. What What was the benefit she was proposing would come out of that if they weren't allowed to sell their own products? Well, she was saying that it's unfair because Amazon could easily just promote their products more than any other products, and then it would be unfair. And you could say it's like anti-competitive practices because they're taking what has become like a public marketplace and using it to unfairly promote their own products. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a public marketplace in that sense. It's it's under their own, you know, if a person uses Amazon's services, then Amazon should be able to present its own services. Yeah. Like that, that seems to make sense. Um, yeah. I, but- I think there is definitely an issue of fairness in that where, you know, it's obvious she's concerned for a certain fairness between, you know, representation of all these different uh, resources you can get or items you can get through Amazon and then you know how publicized they are um, but it does seem to make sense that Amazon would want to promote their services um, especially I mean otherwise how else would they really try to get the news out like they're not gonna they're probably not gonna go onto eBay and be like all right we're selling all our Amazon stuff on eBay and then eBay suddenly has to go and sell all their stuff on Amazon yeah, eBay probably doesn't make it. I don't know if eBay makes anything, but um, you know, it seems to make sense that these companies should be able to promote their own res- their own products within their own. You know, they're already their own product. Like if we're using one product, we should be able to find another one of theirs on their own product. It, it does create a lot of. I, I wouldn't say issues, but it does you know promote their products a lot more than others that may be better. Yeah. Um, and on the on the consumer end, another thing was that Amazon tends to offer cheaper products than other parts of the market. For example, batteries that Amazon sells tend to be 10 to 50 percent cheaper than other batteries like Duracell batteries and Energizer batteries. And so it's really good for the consumer having Amazon products advertised on Amazon. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, many of these companies definitely do want their own products to do better. So that's why they're able to price them lower. Also, when other companies use these uh, large big tech companies' online websites, I mean, they're going to have to pay more to get their products 
purchased um, just because differences in shipping locations and probably other things like that. So, um, And also, oh, uh, go ahead. they pay a fee to Amazon. Yeah, to be able to, you know, promote their own promote their own things on Amazon's website like mm-hmm. you know Amazon's probably not going to let them do it all for free like Amazon's not I, I wouldn't say they're that kind in that <laughs> sense it's not like they're a bad company it's like you know they want their money if people are going to use their mm-hmm. sources which yeah. makes sense yeah people that say that Amazon should be broken up say that uh, they have a, the ability and do charge insanely large fees to companies whose products they sell because there aren't any, really any other viable options. Like if you're trying to go into the online marketplace and market to a larger audience than just some location, then Amazon's really the way to go. But then on the other side, people say that businesses like Amazon actually allow smaller businesses to reach a larger audience. So if we limit the power that Amazon has, then we're hurting those businesses as well, as well because it hurts their ability to market to a mainstream platform like Amazon. Another point I'd like to bring up is that Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, even though they are competing against each other and they're uh, in a battle kind of for their cloud services, um, there's no anti-competitive practices that they have and there's no colluding together to control prices. So this kind of plays back into the first thing we were talking about with the laws um, and how many of these companies are actually following the laws and there's not they're not actually doing any of this illegally in that sense. And so even though they have a massive step on the competition, they're doing it all in a proper way. And many people who are arguing to let these big tech companies stand are saying that, you know, they've they've done it correctly. There's no reason we should stop them if they're doing it correctly and they're doing it legally. So, yeah, to kind of go along with that, uh, Matt Rosoff of CNBC had a quote saying, being big in itself is not illegal. Applying antitrust laws to these companies is misguided, wrong and will not have the desired effect of curbing their power in meaningful ways. And the argument this author made for that point was that the big tech companies like Facebook and Google, yeah, they both dominate like social media and searches respectively. However, the true industry that they're really involved in is is the online advertising industry. And so all of the big tech companies, even though they dominate like parts of the tech industry, they're really sharing like the same main industry, which is online advertising yep well i think that's going to wrap it up for our show today remember that the things we've stated in this podcast don't necessarily reflect our own opinions or the opinions of kmih 88.9 the bridge uh this is only intended to give you like a little bit of a taste of what these topics entail yeah and to help you come up with your own decision of uh what you believe and remember you know just don't take all of your information from us make sure to go online and research everything yourself uh, come up with your own beliefs and uh, yeah and keep listening to our show you can listen to us at 7am on KMH 88.9 The Bridge um, and then you can also listen to us under the name That's Debatable on Spotify and we get our shows out there uh, weekly so you'll be able to listen, listen to us there in both places and uh, yeah make sure to stay tuned to KMH 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversations that spans generations